Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com. This is called Happy Friends. Oh, happy friends indeed. Welcome everybody and good afternoon. It is the Groovathon. I am Tony C. Joined live in the studio by my man IBB, the master over there handling all of the production and engineering work to ensure that we give you all a groove that is satiny smooth. Of course, every show starts and ends with an attitude of gratitude. To everybody tuning in on SoFloRadio.com, mucho mahalo. Everybody tuning in on SoFloTelevision.com, mucho mahalo as well. And yeah, I'm sure as you've noticed, we have yet to install the poll. Yet. (laughs) Okay, yet. That is absolutely on the agenda right now. Hope everybody had a good week. I had a great week. Lots of stuff to talk about. I actually was going to uh, go off on... uh, go off on the uh, financial industry, but stuff gets in the way. Um, lots of stuff that happened this week. Uh, obviously, stuff to talk about, particularly what happens when Casey Jones gets out from the uh, caboose and decides that he wants to run Congress. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, let me see. I've got, uh, I'm going to try and figure out why it is conservatives Love it when people make their own money, make their own fortunes, unless, of course, it's a Democrat making that fortune on the lecture circuit. I'm sure I'm going to be able to find a little time to smack Gretchen Carlson around a little bit. And Yeah, I know. She's basically this trollop from Fox News, so it's tantamount to shooting Fox, you know, shooting uh, fish in a barrel. But as my friend Enos would say, Joe, man, you got bacalao in a bucket and a loaded 38? Joe, man, why not? Go for it. So I'm probably going to do that. Of course, all of that is surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere. I've got the drive groove of the day. Yeah, I've got another shredding Steve. So if you had week six in your pool for me to run out, you lose, pal. Everything from Wasmo Nari's to the jam to Big Daddy Kane. Everything's going to be coming at you this way. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that went on this week with bikers in Texas. And I'm going to be talking about why I like bikers. I swear to God, I'm not one, but I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of them, and they've treated me with nothing but respect. Give respect, get respect. Lots of stuff to get to today, but the groove is the most important thing. You know what? We're live in the studio just past 3 o'clock here in the only Hollywood that matters anymore, Hollywood, Florida. And yeah, the groove is global. Just past 9 o'clock on the big island of Hawaii, just past 8 o'clock on that blessed plot in Lytham St. Anne's. And yeah, Erdogan's still able to get his swirl on just past 10 o'clock in Istanbul, Turkey. You about ready to get started over there, IB? I would imagine everybody out there is as well. Saddle up and stick around. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Desperate as me, what you give is what you get. 
looking for Josie Wales. That'll be me. You're wanted, Wales. I reckon I'm right popular. You a bounty hunter? Man's yeah, got to do something for a living these days. Diane ain't much of a living, boy. Embrace the bass as I commence to pick up the pace and make it motivate and accelerate. Cause like Tony the Tiger, I'm great. Always seem to come off hard for you somehow. I mean, me being whack, oh come, come now. That's quite ridiculous. So just admit you was thrilled. Cause on your face, it is suspicious. Not that you're on this, but my performance is rather exquisite. So what is it for supremacy? That's the perfect definition. But rappers keep wishing to be in my position. No good and damn well, they ain't no competition. Trying so hard to get loose, yeah, 
Jethro Tull, teacher from the album Benefit. Hey, Jethro Tull, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but you know what? Donna Summer and Green Day are. Haven't done the math on that one quite yet. Before that, the man himself, one of the originators of old school hip-hop, Big Daddy Kane. Long live the Kane. We started off the show with Start, hey, by the jam. I went through a bit of a Paul Weller phase. You know, sat down in front of YouTube. I started breaking out the old jam files. Then I morphed into listening to stuff from Style Council and found myself actually drifting off into uh, into a Dexy's Midnight Runners. It was about a minute and a half into Come On Eileen that I snapped out of it. You know, all of a sudden, Dexy's Midnight Runners and Paul, one of the members from that band, another one, they, they made up the Style Council. All kinds of stuff to get to this week. Obviously, the opening of the show, my mind is in six different places right now. I actually watched uh, Saturday Night Live this week, and I generally, if the if the musical guest isn't good, you know, if I watch that first performance, I only watch it through uh, the weekend update. And this particular week, that was just the case. Rihanna did a kind of a remix modification version of a song. I'm pretty sure you and uh, I spoke about it. IBB. It was uh, "Bitch Better Get Bitch Better Have My Money." Okay, she did that. It was terrible. It gave me an entire newfound appreciation for the for the the chicks that were the old school hip hop. You know, the Queen Latifah and Moni Love and MC Light and uh, and Roxanne Shante. You know, there's one. As a matter of fact, next week, guaranteed, Roxanne Shante. I got just a song. This chick literally just abuses people. We started off the show, by the way, in the grooviest of ways. The Grey Boy All-Stars, that's the live version of Friends. It's actually, actually, it's not that. It's uh, Carl Denson's Tiny Universe. Carl Denson runs both bands, so he modifies them back and forth. In the background throughout the show today, people have been asking me, what is it that you're playing in the background? Well, every week it's something different. And this week it is John Schofield, uh, Schofield, Medeski, Martin, and Wood. John Schofield, one of the, uh, basically an, an American treasure uh, from guitar. This guy has spawned, I don't know how many great jazz guitar players, my favorite among them, my friend Adam Rogers, who has become a world-famous jazz guitarist because he's really that good. Uh, Got lots of stuff to talk about today. I'm going to actually talk about stuff that actually matters um, in a little while. We're going to talk about the Amtrak uh, disaster and why funding seems to be so difficult for something that uh, so many people use, probably because they only use it in one teeny part of the country. Nine people, uh, nine bikers got shot. Hey, no innocent bystanders got shot in that thing. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to try and explain why Gretchen Carlson's out of her mind for complaining that only, you know, that at uh, college commencements this year, the ratio was six to one between liberals and conservatives. Uh, speaking of these things, I have a feeling it's because of the level of education that more liberals, you know, that people invite more liberals to speak at their commencement address. I'm just guessing there. I have a feeling it's got to do with education. Also, um, what else am I going to be doing today? The last song I'm playing today put a massive smile on my face within 10 seconds when I started listening to it. So I just couldn't resist. We keep the groove alive here. It's coming up on 20 minutes past the hour. We keep it going with Brian Ferry. It's the Groove Don on SoFlowRadio.com.
Funk Junkies. Me and your girl. Actually, me and your girl. Your girl. Those guys out of Phoenix, Arizona. I remember seeing them back in like, uh, I don't know, maybe about 92, 93. They started out right around the same time as 311. I'll tell you, these guys put on a show. They were out of their minds. A lot of fun stuff with them. Before that, Brian Ferry. We agree in the studio. Probably the coolest guy on the planet. Literally just oozes cool. Let's stick together. I did a lot of uh, work this week trying to uh, find some interesting stuff for you. I do the work so you don't have to. All kinds of uh, groovy tunes coming up today. Um, One of the things that uh, I noticed was that um, in, I guess it's uh, in the state of Maryland, uh, these incredibly uh, ridiculous, these incredibly ridiculous, stupid people, they decided to cut funding for uh, the schools in the area, but they've magically found three times as much funding to build a new juvenile jail. You want to know why things go wrong? That's why things go wrong, because we don't want to educate people. We prefer to warehouse them, and I'm just guessing because that's more profitable to somebody you and I will never, ever meet. Lots of stuff to get to, of course. Uh, Stuff about bikers, stuff about trains. I've got comedy coming up from Martin Mull. He's got one of the best modifications of the aristocrats joke ever done. Uh, what do we got now? About 27 after the hour. I'm a little frazzled today, I got to tell you. It's not going to affect the groove. I've got lots of groove. We're going to have groove overflow today. Every week, we wind up with a couple extra minutes of groove. I want to give you as much groove as is humanly possible. Got my head in six different places, though. I was flustered by a Department of Justice thing that had to do with uh, Wall Street. I'll be talking about that next week. I really focused on that. And then, you know, the news happened. You know, trains crash, bikers kill each other. Excuse me. Members of biker gangs kill each other. Members of motorcycle clubs, they don't tend to do that. There is a difference. Give respect. Get respect. We keep the groove going here. I actually did, um, I was in the car and I heard a version of this song, the original version of this song, which is Behind Blue Eyes by The Who. And I had heard a very good version of this from years ago. And it's recorded by The Chieftains and Roger Daltrey. And the original show was from the Opera House in Belfast, Ireland. And this is a place where a lot of people have done some great live shows. Van Morrison recorded his live album there. Pretty sure U2 has done a bunch of live recordings there. This one actually is from the Jay Leno show when they appeared. And just a terrific version of a dynamite song. And it's done a bit differently. I lived in Ireland for three years, so you can expect in coming weeks to hear the Dubliners, Clanid, Rory Gallagher. I've already done Gary Moore, but you can't get enough Gary Moore. It's impossible to get enough Gary Moore. This one coming up is absolutely a dynamite track. It is Roger Daltrey and the Chieftains doing Behind Blue Eyes. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
like I do And I blame you No one bites back as hard on their anger None of my people can show Crack it open before I use it and lose my cool And when I smile, tell me some bad news Before I laugh and act like a fool And if I swallow anything evil I'll put your finger down my throat And if I shiver, please give me a blanket Keep me warm, let me wear your coat
blood cross. I rap a lot. What you gonna do when the beat go drop? What you talk about, Willis? Who the illness? You know my name is Adam. Stop calling me Phyllis. You hear it so special like it was the glamour. It's just me naked on the cover of glamour. Phenomenon, pandemonium. The club is blowing up like plutonium. What's all the fanfare? What's this to do? Wouldn't know when to bring the hull up a loo. Or a stinging jar at the spa. Guaranteed to bring the brew, ha ha. There's a commotion that's going down. I talk more shit than drown the clown. I'm like that with the sister Soleil with the legs behind my head and a rhyme to say. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Get up on a mic and I'm not even a score. One, two, three, three to two more. Don't carry a knife, but I don't carry a gun. Yo, we be making mountains out of cool whip. Boys, brouhaha from the five boroughs. Before that, little Grace Jones, one of my favorite all time. I actually saw her on New Year's Eve at a place called Paradise Garage, which was off of Varick Street. This is a long, long time ago. She came out about two o'clock in the morning, basically naked. She was wearing like a, a see through kind of thing. You know, she just walked right on stage like that. You know, gotta love her for that. And starting off the set, a great track Roger Daltrey and the Chieftains from 1992 that was on the. Uh, the Jay Leno Show doing Behind Blue Eyes, one of my all-time favorite versions of that show. I found the stats on that Baltimore debacle. Maryland rejects $11 million for Baltimore schools, but approves $30 million for a brand-new youth jail. I'm just guessing. I'm going to say that that might be some of the reason why the youth seem a little, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Pissed off. I guess that's two words. Hey, I've got a correction from last week. I had this written down. I had said that the quote from Alfred E. Smith was, the only cure for democracy is more democracy. It's actually, and this is important, the only cure for the ills of democracy is more democracy. So keep that in mind. Had a uh, had an interesting week this week. Came up with a brand new word. I have a word of the day for everybody. It is mesohornithelioma. Mesohorny. Thelioma, and that is when the overwhelming urge to prostitute yourself causes you to join a class action lawsuit. Thank you very much. If I can crack up IBB, I know I've got at least a halfway decent line there. There's a lot of stuff that went on about bikers this week. We all saw the uh, stuff that went down in Waco. Te- I'm sorry, Waco, Texas. I keep I keep wanting to call it Waco, Texas because that's where Waco shit happens. Actually, I should just call the entire state of Texas Waco. 
I'm pretty sure that'd be accurate. I guess there were, you know, a whole bunch of uh, motorcycle clubs. They were in there, and they, you know, uh, some sort of a fracas broke out in the bathroom and whatnot, and ended up shooting a whole bunch of now 170 of them are under arrest. Boy, talk about a clean, talk about a clean sweep on that one. I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. Barely know how to drive a stick shift. I'm untattooed. I am unpierced. I don't own any leather. But I know a lot of bikers. I know a lot of people around here uh, from clubs ranging from uh, the Mystic 7 to the Celtic to the Derek Kriegers to Los Hermanos to New Attitudes, which is the sober, which is an all-sober club. There's those alternatives. These groups are all, uh, I guess what you would call outlaw-affiliated. Outlaw affiliated. And I only know a couple of members who actually are patched in to the Outlaws. I learned a lot of stuff from these guys. One of the things I've learned and have seen right in my face is that I've never seen these guys start a problem, but I've seen them finish a few. And I learned that from a very good friend of mine who rode with a number of these clubs, he's now taking care of his grandkids. You know, all those people that you once you get in, you can't get out. Yeah, mule fritters, you can get out, okay? Give respect, get respect. It's the first learn- lesson I learned from these guys. If you're not involved in it, even if they're on your team, you leave them alone until it gets so bad you have to jump in. Other than that, stay out of it, mind your own business, but give respect, get respect. I don't know any people who are members of biker gangs, but I know a lot of people who are members of a motorcycle club. Okay, Wings of Gold. Uh, USMVMC, which is the US, United States Military Vets Motorcycle Club. These are good people. These are family men. They're hardworking people. They like to ride. They're patched in. I wouldn't screw with them. <laughs> you know, that's definitely something you don't want to do. But the key is if you don't screw with them, uh, nothing bad's going to happen. I've surrounded myself by these people now for a number of years down here. I consider them my friends, my good friends. I'm the only one among them that doesn't know how to ride a motorcycle, doesn't ride a motorcycle. Um, all that stuff that went on in Texas, you know what? Keep it in Texas. I call that thinning the herd down in the Lone Star State. So, you know, if the uh, if those clubs want to gun each other down, hey, you know, have at it. Just don't bring it down to where I am. All kinds of stuff still to get to today. I'm going to be talking about Amtrak. I'm going to smack Gretchen Carlson around a little bit. Groove for days. For days. Coming up, I've got a Rolling Stones song. Yeah, I'm playing, you know, just because it's done by a band that has sold a bazillion records doesn't mean that it's not a groovy tune, as is evidenced by the Jethro Tull tune I played earlier. This song is uh, from Tattoo You, and it's literally the last great song these guys wrote and recorded in a studio. Uh, after this, uh, there's really nothing else by the Rolling Stones that I think is actually worth listening to, unfortunately. This song, however, absolutely sensational. And the, the tie-in, of course, is my senior year in high school. Mick Jagger and Jerry Hall moved into the Brownstone directly next to my high school. And we've got lots of pictures of us sitting on the Brownstone, sitting on their, their stoop. But before that, they lived in a in a building on, between 73rd and 74th of Central Park West, right up the block up from the Dakota. In the same building, James Taylor and Carly Simon, both members of Steely Dan, lived in the same apartment but floors apart. So... That was quite the rock and roll building. And then I guess Mick Jagger thought, you know, well, I'm high, more highfalutin. I'll get my own brownstone. One of probably 50 he's got to own around the world. This song, one of my all-time favorites, Slave from the Rolling Stones. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
There is another which uses the same word, aristocrat. So maybe we can go there instead. There are three missionaries, a Catholic, a Buddhist, and a Jew who were out in the middle of Africa, and they were caught by headhunters. The chief came up and said, afternoon, gentlemen, you have your options, death, or you can meet the aristocrats. First is the Jewish rabbi, and they say, have you made up your mind? He says, oh, absolutely. Perhaps there's an afterlife. I'm not really sure about that. We certainly value the life on earth. I have decided I will go with meeting the aristocrats. Out come about 14 men wearing just the skimpiest little loincloths, and they ream him in every orifice. They throw his body up, they throw his body down. He is completely covered with aborigines spermatozoa, and they leave him basically as a floppy little rag doll over in the bushes. Goes up to the Catholic priest. He said, how about you? Still, still same deal? And he said, yeah, you can either die uh, or deal with the aristocrats. He says, horrible as that is, I am no stranger <laughs> to certain aspects of it. I do see that the man over there is still breathing, which means I would stay alive to be able to help my parishioners. I will take the, I guess, the aristocrats. And it's same song, second verse. They have him in so many ways that he has never even dreamt of. He is lying, panting, barely audible breaths, lying in the underbrush. The Buddhist says, I believe that uh, we are only here for a short time anyway. I will take death. And the chief says, okay, fine, death it is, but first, the aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be my aristocrats joke. Okay. You've got 75 people telling the fucking thing. <laughs> and this joke... Bring me up, I'm a chicken money. You look so good, oh, I can't stop on 
hey, guess what? That's how fast that song ends. Wasmo Nari's one of my favorites going all the way back there to the 80s. Checking out the check out girl. Before that, some fabulous comedy. Martin Mull, people don't realize what a funny guy that is. If you haven't seen the movie The Aristocrats, it's all about this one joke, The Aristocrats. He does a marvelous modification of that, starting it off the Rolling Stone Slave from Tattoo You. Um, definitely time to take care of some of the people who take care of me. Got a couple of people I want to give shout-outs to this week. I got my locks trimmed, finally. Managed to, managed to get my hair cut. Yes, it's, here it is. Here it is. The hat is off. The locks are trimmed. It is a true story. I will go hatless for this for this next little little spot right here. And uh, it's my gal Manya over at Xanadu. God bless her, man. She's very much like Dave Carey, Precision Auto Works. She's the gal I go to. I don't say a damn word because I know I walk in there. She's going to do what she does. I'm going to walk out looking good. Okay. Now, when I say looking good, this is a relative term. I'm going to be looking better than I did when I walked in. How good I look in general, eh, it's open to debate. The other people, of course, who take care of me to no end. It's Dave Carey and the entire crew at Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. These guys keep me on the road. These are the people you go to. Anything, bumper to bumper, auto repair, air conditioning, tune-ups, anything from a tune-up to a complete engine rebuild. He was doing, he had some, uh, he had an interesting car, an AMX with a Mopar motor in it. Now, if you don't know anything, I know I'm getting weird looks from people. He, the motor was in store, was built incorrectly for that particular car. Yeah, your man, my man Dave over there, he should be your man as well. He's actually rebuilding the engine. I guarantee this is going to be a screaming machine. I took one look at this thing. It, it almost gave me a heart attack, just the sheer horsepower on this. God bless these guys. Seriously, uh, you want your car to run right. You want to go to Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. It's absolutely the place where people who love their cars take their cars. 954-247-9362. You can go on to SoFloRadio.com's website, click on the Tony C. Groovathon page, and you'll see a link for Precision Auto Works. All the directions are in there. Uh, The phone number is in there. You can give them a call. Let them know that you heard about it on the Groovathon. Yeah, Precision Auto Works, it is Groovathon approved and you know what that means time for the precision auto works drive groove of the day i've got a bunch of stuff here including yeah in the midst of this midst of this set you betcha i've got another shredding steve i'll talk a little bit about more about this particular album that it's from we're going to kick it off with one of my favorite guitar players of all time robin trower from a terrific album nobody plays anymore it's from blt it's the drive groove of the day on soflowradio.com
Verdon indeed. How you like that? Mystery train. Holy mackerel, folks. What a great version James of that. Burton, That's yo. from the Crossroads Festival from, I think, 2009, 2010, something like that. What you just heard there, I mean, Mystery Train, there's got to be, I don't know how many versions of it. The best version I've heard recently, I was just talking with Ivy about this, is a Brian Setzer version. You can find that online. It's the brilliance of one man and a guitar. On this particular uh, song, you've got Vince Gill doing the singing, and the three solos are done in order by Jimmy Burton, who was the guitar player for uh, okay Elvis Presley. You know, like he like he needs to play his guitar for somebody else. Then Vince Gill, and the final solo was done by Albert Lee. And uh, I have a feeling in future uh, episodes of Shredding Steve's, we're going to be hearing a little bit from Albert Lee with another Shredding Steve. Before that, yeah, guess what? Shredding Steve, Steve Lukather. That is from, uh, he's originally the guitar player from Toto. And that was, um, what was that? I don't even remember which song I played by him. It's a good question. Pretzel Logic. And it's from the album A Royal Dan. And what that album is, if you're into music like this, and and I am, okay, um, A Royal Dan is a must-own. It is studio musicians who got together, and they re-recorded a lot of Steely Dan songs, all instrumental. And they brought in, I think there's 10 tracks on the CD. I should have brought the CD in for the liner notes. Um, they brought 10 guitar players in there and each one of them is on a different song doing the solo that one steve luke there another shredding steve on that album steve morse does bodhisattva but you've got everybody's on that robin ford uh elliot randall al demiola frank gambali i mean just a who's who of studio guitar players so if you're into that kind of stuff a royal dan must own starting off with the drive groove of the day B-L-T, Robin Trower, Jack Bruce, um, the L guy is the drummer from Sly and the Family Stone. I can't remember his name, but that's who he is. That is a tremendous, tremendous album. It gets very little play. There's so much Robin Trower out there. You start back with Proko Haram and move forward into all of that. Um, we woke up, you know, I got got out of the show last Tuesday, watched uh, Noah Syndergaard the newest Mets pitching phenom. Yeah, Mets still in first place. Still in first place. But watched him uh, lose to the Cubs, and I curled up in the fetal position and went to sleep and woke up at some ridiculous hour of the morning to discover that, yeah, the choo-choo had gone off the tracks. Oops-a-daisy. And by now, everything about this uh, particular accident has pretty much been said. 60 Minutes redid its... um, thing about crumbling infrastructure like like this is something we don't know everybody knows that we had the greatest infrastructure in the world 50 years ago and we've yet to update it since meanwhile the rest of the world has just blown right by us right by us and an interesting thing took place the day after the accident which was that congress the committee the congressional committee that is responsible for the funding of amtrak voted to lower its funding by $260 million. That was the amount of money they uh, took away from Amtrak as opposed to its funding, I guess, from the previous year. And I'll tell you, the interesting thing about this is it's the rarest of occasions when congressmen and women actually voted the way their constituents wanted them to vote. They really did. That's what their constituents want, and that's because people in Kansas and Iowa and Arkansas and Nebraska and Oklahoma – And that whole Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Dakota stretch of country up there 
on the board. I know, I know, you that area, I know. But they don't use Amtrak, and so they don't care. They don't care about Amtrak. Why should I pay for this? I'm not using it. These are the people who tend to scream the loudest, USA, USA, USA. But from what I can tell, they just don't give a shit about something that's not happening in their own backyard. And this is the backyard, of course, that's got the enormous flagpole with the enormous American flag that they don't seem to notice has how many stars on it? That's right, 50. The United States of America. There's also this, I guess, I'm not sure how to put it, not a bias, but a an antipathy toward, from people from the heartland towards the Northeast. We get all, that's where all the money is. That's where all the news stations are. That's where everything is. The portion of track that the train crashed on is one that I have traveled on at least 100 times. I've been on that S-curve at least 100 times going between Philly and New York. That is the most heavily traveled part of railroad for consumers in the United States of America by far. And I think what frosts my cookies so much is that when something like that happens, people in the Midwest and in other parts of the country, you know, the only place where people use trains, I guess, are the Northeast and up in the uh, the Rust Belt, the Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, that area in there. There's a lot of train use in there. And then between San Francisco, I guess, and, you know, on the coasts. It's a big coast thing. But once you get into the heartland of the country, nobody takes a train. Everybody gets in their car and drives their their combustion internal combustion engines and drives all over the place and people out there they their perception is the trains are for one thing only which is hauling cargo and in their case cargo means coal and oil that's it that's what trains are used for sure we can get food from point a to point b on trains but you know mostly we use trucks for that okay that's how stuff's carried around i think people in the midwest should not even the midwest in in the heartland in that whole region in there, that corn-growing region, right? Yeah, we need corn. But at this point, I'm figuring Monsanto can't be too far away from figuring out how to grow it on the North Pole. They've GMO'd this stuff within an inch of its life. You guys need to recognize what's good for the Northeast is good for America. New York City is America. And might I add, we were America way, way before Nebraska was America, before Iowa was America. We invented America. You got a 401k? What are you going to do when a train accident happens and your broker can't make it and he blows a trade you should have had that could have made you an extra 500 on your 401k? What are you going to do when the local anchor for Fox News can't make it in? Where's Fox News located? Yeah, 6th Avenue, New York City, where all the news is located. You don't like New York? Suck it. Seriously. Suck it up, pal, because that's where most of the stuff happens. As New York goes, so goes the country, and it's been that way since 1624, since the first French Huguenots. They weren't Dutch. They were French Huguenots sailed into New York Harbor. Hudson, Henry Hudson sailed in in 1604, first settlers, 1624. By the way, first slaves, 1626. So for all you people out there that don't think that you know, blacks are really part of this country. They were here way before you. And might I add, they're the only group of people that didn't come here of their own volition. Okay, they were brought here. The rest of us came here seeking economic freedom, religious freedom, freedom. And freedom, might I add, is a major league pain in the ass. But I think we can all agree it beats the alternative. The irony, of course, behind all of this is that in 2007, 
we had uh, written a law and legislation took place that said by 2015, by the end of this year, that automatic train control system had to be installed on every uh, mile of railroad track in the United States, and they were getting set to do it. I can't quite figure out why they chose the most heavily traveled part of track to do the last, but I have a pretty good idea, and that's because people in the Midwest, Midwest and in the heartland don't give a shit about trains. Well, you should, because your countrymen travel on it. You want roads upgraded? Would you like your bridges fixed? I support that. Okay? I got no problem spending my tax dollars fixing a bridge that needs to be fixed in your neck of the woods. I have no problem with that. That's what being part of a nation is about. What's good for some parts of the nation may not necessarily matter immediately to another part of the nation. But I'm going to tell you something. The long-term implications are good for everybody. And I'm growing really sick and tired of people who think if you can't get the problem fixed tomorrow, why bother at all? It's the same problem with guns. It's the same problem with oil. We have the technology. We have the ability. What we don't have is the collective will. We don't have the collective will to do this. And I think I can say fairly safely that when it comes to infrastructure, an ounce of prevention is worth far, far, far more than however many pounds of cure slash repair slash rebuild slash building in the first place will cost. Okay? The, the, the prevention is what matters here. And they, let, they, they lowered the amount to Amtrak by $260 million. Here's the thing that really should get everybody is that how much – first things first – They've been trying to delay putting in the automatic train control to make it past 2015. It's the groups you would expect, people that own trains. They don't want to have to spend more money. How much? What is it going to cost for me to make as much money as I can? That's what I want to spend and not a penny more. Well, you know what? Now you're going to be spending money because they're capping – at the moment, they're, they're potentially capping the lawsuit damages at $200 million. Let's think about what other money got spent there. Okay, how much were the trains worth? They're gone. How much did it cost to repair the track? That's gone. How much in one week's worth of travelers being delayed that normally take that train? Okay, lost production. Oh, how about what it costs for all of the emergency first responders? How about what it's going to cost for 200 people to get medical treatment? You want to total all that up? Okay, and what you've got is at least $260 million. So basically, what we could have done was the right thing originally and saved eight people's lives, 200 people going to the hospital, a whole lot of heartache and a bunch of news stories that we shouldn't have to pay attention to. Okay, we really shouldn't. We should just repair our infrastructure. Okay, the Republicans spent 2012 an entire day at their convention with the we built this thing in the background. Misconstruing something like that is what makes conniving hillbillies get elected by willfully ignorant hillbillies. That's what happens. You wind up with just the people who've got about 15 extra IQ points in the heartland, and they convince all the other people who don't have those 15 IQ points to elect them to office. And then they go in there and don't do what they want, except in this one limited instance where they think it's going to pay off for them. Well, it didn't, because you know who's got to pay that $200 million in lawsuits and who has to prepare the trains. You know who's going to be paying for a lot of those medical bills? Yeah, people in Kansas, people in Nebraska. It's your tax dollars that are going to go do it. Oh, here's the thing. They also installed the ATC. So that was going to be done one way or the other. You guys just pushed it back and pushed it back 
And this is what happens. So now we're going to have to wait for the next bridge to collapse so that we can get, and I've got the quotes right here. This was the other thing that, that really frosted my cookies. The governor of Pennsylvania on the 14th, which was two days after the accident, this is a sign of cooperation and coordination. The head of Amtrak said, what a team. Seriously, this is America. We need a disaster to come together. Is, is that what it's gotten to? Unless something gets destroyed, I don't give a shit about my neighbor. Sure, if his house is on fire, I'll give him all the water he wants. But why help him build a fireproof house? Why would I want to waste my time on it? It's not doing me any good. Yeah, until you have to use up every drop of water you've got putting the fire in his house out. That's exactly what happened here. It's absolutely stunning that we as a nation can't figure out that the reason we're falling behind in what is now a global community is that we don't want to spend the money to do things that are for the collective good anymore because somebody wants to scream about how that's socialism. It's communism. It's bad. It's bad. Guess what? Okay? It's not bad. It's good. It's good for everybody. Repairs that get made on a bridge in Philadelphia. There's a bridge in Philadelphia. I've driven on this bridge. Slabs of concrete are falling down. There are bridges where they literally have to build other things so that the stuff falling off the bridge doesn't hit people on the road. Hey, how about we just repair the bridge? Um, Hey, just throwing that out there. I know it's a crazy thought that we should actually have the best infrastructure in the world. Our airports stink. You go to any other country in the world, any other major industrialized country, they've got trains that go 200 miles an hour. Now, the problem with that in America is that you're dealing, you're going to be dealing, in order to have a train that goes 200 miles an hour, you can't really have an S-curve. That's going, that's not going to happen. Which means you're going to have to build straight train lines, which means we're going to have to have At some point, there's going to be the law of eminent domain is going to come into play. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm really not. That's why I don't like one of the reasons I don't like the uh, Keystone Pipeline. I don't want you telling me what to do with my land. If I own it, that's it. You want the train to come through here? I can say no. But you know what? I'd probably rather say yes because I want to think about all of the people that giving up my land is going to help. Not just today, not tomorrow, 10 years from now. 50 years from now, people that don't want to help Amtrak, that think Amtrak or the United States Postal Service is a bad investment, these are the same people that scream and yell and rant and rave about our $18 trillion debt that we're handing down to our children. What about the infrastructure we're handing down to our children and grandchildren? What happens when the roads they have to drive on to get to work, okay, are filled with potholes and it wrecks their car? And so they have to pay more money to get their car repaired and they can't afford, you know, college tuition, That comes out of the college fund. Taking care of stuff ahead of time, being innovative, being, getting the job done is America. That's what we do, man. That's what we do. And to blow it off even further is a travesty of the modern era. I wrote down a little note here for people in Kansas. I got to think about Kansas because 10 years ago, somebody wrote a book called What's the Matter with Kansas? And it was literally all about how the the people in Kansas consistently vote against their own self-interest. They're just too busy working. They're, they used to be too busy farming until Reagan screwed them out, screwed the, the individual farmer. So now they're too busy doing whatever it is people who used to farm do these days. And so they can't pay attention. And their politicians know that. They know that. They know that. They know they're going to watch snippets. They're going to give them a sound bite. Okay, you want to repeal and replace Obamacare? Fine. With what? What are you replacing it with? Because it sounds great when you say it. It sounds great when you, you say it in a studio like I am now. But 
I want to ask, what are you going to replace it with? Hey, Ted Cruz, if you're out there, I challenge you to a debate live on this show on any subject relevant to the American, the general American populace, anything, anything, the economy, healthcare, America's position in an increasingly interdependent global society. How about family values in America in the 21st century? You want to have that debate with me? I will squash you like the bug you are. And this is a guy who, when he was at Princeton, was named the greatest debater in the country. I challenge you to a debate. Bring it on right here. I need two weeks advance notice. I need to know the subject, the format, and who's going to be the moderator. And I promise you, I will crush you into a million pieces. All right? And the reason I can do that is because I'm right and he's wrong. That's how easy it is. That's how you win a debate, by actually being right. This isn't a question of whether or not we should do this. We know we should do it. It's rhetorical. We don't seem to have the will to want to spend money because everybody is so greedy and impatient. We are greedy and impatient. It's why we don't want to deal with gun laws that are going to have an effect 10 years from now. It's why we don't want to start worrying about oil, okay, and start developing and spend everything we can in that particular part of the economy to develop the best vehicles with electric engines for trucks because it's not going to help it tomorrow. No, it's not. But if you don't want to do that, you don't get to complain about our national debt. You just don't. Shut up. You either go all the way or none of the way. I don't want this halfway crap. I am sick and tired of it. We have a country that needs roads, trains, airports, and we are so far behind everybody else. It's absolutely nauseating. Having said that, if I can get a smile out of IBB on a commentary, I know I'm on the right page. You know what I'm saying, pal? He's got a smile. He's nodding his head. I'm going to get him involved because he's a man who's got a lot to say. I just haven't figured out how to work with somebody else yet. Of course, based on this show, I probably haven't figured out how to work, period. (laughs) We've got time left and lots of groove coming at you. Yeah, I'm going to smack Gretchen Carlson around a little bit. You want to know why? Because it's fun. Because she deserves it. Because she's the kind of chick that needs to be smacked around verbally. Verbally. It's important that I say that. Smack her around verbally. Well... That was always, that was a lot of fun. Next week, please feel free to tune in while I take Wall Street out to the shed and blow their freaking heads off. J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon, Chase, Citibank, Deutsche Bank. Hey, Deutsche Bank. And UBS, which is UBS Warburg, United Bank of Switzerland. You guys suck. You guys absolutely suck. And next week, I'm going to tell everybody who listens to this show why you're going to want to go to your local banker and put a gun to his head and blow it off. Now, you shouldn't do that. But I'm going to explain why you would have the desire to do that. It's the Groovathon. We keep it going right here. My Life with Thrill Kill Cult on SoFloRadio.com.
Listen, old man, you don't want to fuck with me. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Are you fucking crazy? Go back in the house. Yeah, I blow a hole in your face and then I go in the house. And I sleep like a baby. You can count on that. We used to stack fucks like you five feet high in Korea. Use you for sandbags. Okay. Well, you better watch your back. It's crazy. Thank you. Get off my lawn.
for your afternoon there thinking about your body i know my gal dies loving that one shout out baby before that uh clint eastwood get off my lawn you know we were discussing clint eastwood and how many great lines he has i did bruce bruce lee last week those two i just dug up but now i've got some new editing software and i have a feeling that next week's show is going to have some interesting little snippets in there hey live radio what are you going to do when we do it live you know, live right up until 5, baby. Stuff happens. You know, it's funny. I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff regarding uh, the Amtrak thing. I had all these lines here. One was, Kansans need to get a big old dose of fiscal reality shoved up their brown back, which I thought was a good line. And I couldn't figure out something, and I, I realized that what people out in Kansas, Nebraska, and Oklahoma, they literally want a fantastical Jeffersonian environment in perpetuity. Myself, being a New Yorker, I am more of a Hamiltonian. So, there you go. Gretchen Carlson went on uh, TV this week. Yeah, that blonde little thing from, uh, I guess she's got the, you know, I'm flicking through the channels at the afternoon. And, as usual, it's, you know, Fox News isn't news. It's a narrative. It's, uh, it's performance art, you know, with television as the medium. And they're... You know, I used to think they, they were against Obama because he was black, but it's not. They're just against Democrats. It's just easier for them because I've never met, you know, every Republican isn't a racist, but every racist I've ever met is a Republican. So they know they've got that thing in there. They don't have to prompt them. They know they're just going to go off and be who they are. And she was complaining, you know, it's that time of the year when uh, commencements are coming up. And so everybody does the commencement speeches and and uh, Michelle Obama gave one where she was talking about her trials and tribulations going up as a young black woman in America, not having been followed and stuff like that. And, of course, Fox jumped right all over that. She's dividing the country. She's not uniting us. And this is another example. 
And then uh, she said, you know, it's really biased uh, at these college campuses because conservative commencement speakers are outnumbered by liberal commencement speakers by like six to one. And in the Northeast, in the elite Ivy League, you know, part of the country up there, none of them were conservative. And uh, she was complaining about that. Sure, I understand. You know, you really want... uh, you really want both sides of the argument. Here's the thing. Your side of the argument is wrong, which is why nobody has bothered to have you speak at a commencement address. The reason they want liberals is because they're educated. Okay? They're not liberals. They're progressives. We seek to progress. You want to conserve? I don't know. Move someplace where you don't need roads. Move someplace where you don't need railroads. Move someplace where you don't need airports. Move someplace where you don't need incredibly well-placed broadband. We're behind in broadband. We invented the frickin' internet, and now we're behind. You know the stuff that we invented that we're so far behind on? You know the first place to get electricity was? New York City. That's right. J.P. Morgan himself actually uh, funded uh, the uh, Edison Project. And he was the first person to get electricity in his office. Um, it was in the late 1800s sometime. You know, like, you know, we're behind on that, too. We now waste 50% of our electricity just flows out into the air in the middle of nowhere. Germany, 20%. They got a smaller country, but then again, they've spent a little more time building their infrastructure. Side note, of course, I have to admit, we're the ones that helped them rebuild that infrastructure because, you know, that whole Nazi thing and we had to blow them up and whatnot. So, same with Japan. Of course, Japan now suffering through all kinds of financial troubles. Suckers. We keep the groove going. I'm absolutely certain we're going to have overflow groove today. Um, yeah, looking at it. We've got overflow groove. But you know what? Ivy, you think, you think we can, we've got time? Because there's never enough groove, is there? You can't get enough groove. It's literally an impossibility. We keep everything going here. I'm so grateful for everybody tuning in. Yeah, it's live radio. Guess what? Live radio. We make mistakes. We make mistakes, but you know what we never make a mistake with? The groove. The groove is unbreakable. You cannot damage the groove. Unless, of course, you're Rihanna. (laughs) We keep it going right here. STP, it's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
Meters, people say from Rejuvenation 1974. Before that, STP down. Great rock and roll band there. Yo, guess what? Almost out of groove. We're going to have some overflow groove today. Do you know why? Because it's a good thing. In the background right now, a song. I actually picked this one out. I'd been playing some other stuff. Back in 1982 when this came out, you know, this was the song. And when I first played it, I wasn't sure I wanted to listen to it. And then I realized after 10 seconds, I had this Cheshire Cat grin on my face. I was like, oh, i got to play it. Got to end it with this. It's Yaz up from upstairs at Eric's. It's a situation. As always, we start and end every show with an attitude of gratitude. My man IB over here, loving life. To all you people that tuned in, mucho mahalo. And as we always say around here, first things first, stick around. Next week, I've got two different versions of Tunnel of Love by two different people, two different songs. Going to come back with the Midwest Garage. Got that. And I'm going to smack around the financial industry for a while. Until then, as always, aloha, peace, good night, Ma.